the world needs accountants and you'll be accountants but you've got to pass the junior course don't fret about it we've been here before we'll tell you all about it on accountant for Welcome to Accounted For, your weekly junior core podcast that accounts for your experiences in real time. We provide you with the student-to-student insider scoop, survival tips, suggestions, and stories all relevant to what you are experiencing each week. I'm your host, Hannah Biesinger from the junior core class of 2020. Resilience is defined as the power or ability to return to original form after being bent, compressed, or stretched. I'd make one caveat to this definition. You have the power and ability to allow bending, compression, and stretching to have one of three effects. You can let it break you, you can return back to how you were before, or you can become stronger. Having just finished the first round of exams, some of you may be pleased with the results, and some of you may be less pleased. The junior core may be one of the first times you have experienced difficult schooling or exams or something that just doesn't come naturally. While this can be a hard pill to swallow, you are also presented now with a unique opportunity to build this power and ability to become stronger. In other words, to build resilience. I've asked a few previous junior core students how they used their experiences to build resilience. So let's go ahead and hear what they have to say. We are looking forward to hearing from Emily Watcott, Erin Lorcher, and Sarah Griffith. Emily, could you share with us how you built resilience, especially to failure? Yeah, so when it comes to resiliency to failure, again, I just reflect on my experience in that first semester, just really facing the imposter syndrome of being like, okay, I don't really know what's going on. I hadn't taken um, 310 like 18 months ago so like the time passed just because of the year application with the accounting program that I hadn't taken 310 in a long time so I really didn't remember much going into the junior core so I was super scared um but I was like okay like some some stuff's starting to come back I've got this I've always been a good student I've always come through I have the study habits I have the smarts I have the pride honestly and I was like okay this is gonna be fine and I go into my first financial exam of financial one and I was like oh well this is financial accounting this is what I've been doing for 20310 I've got this I kind of am like struggling on some things but like again consistently in my history I've been a good student I have nothing to worry about I'm going to be fine and so in the junior core you all get your test back on the same day and you review the questions that you got wrong and I remember receiving my score and I'm not ashamed to say I'll just let you know like I got a 63 which is the lowest score that I had ever had in my life and I was like there's no way. And I was like, oh my gosh. And what made it worse was I love her, but the girl next to me got 100%. And I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, so this wasn't just a hard test. Like this was me. And I really pinned it on myself. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like I, again, I'm like, I don't even think I should be here. There was, I'm like, is it too late to apply to another program? I was freaking out and just feeling like pretty bummed. And I was like, but that's okay. Like, okay. I've been humbled, but now I'm going to go forward. So I was like, okay, so I'm going to like go to TA hours. I'm going to talk to my professor. I'm going to talk to the girl who got 100% and be like, hey, can you help like tutor me on a couple of things? Just like unofficially help me through this. And she did. And it was great. And I was like, okay, I'm feeling a lot better. I took the second test, felt so much better. Got my score back and it was a 58. And I was like, are you kidding? I was like, I did all the right things. 
I did all the right things that I like to set myself up for success. And again, I'm just overthinking it because I'm like, this is financial accounting. This is the meat and potatoes of accounting. Like if I'm not good at this, I can't be an accountant. And so I hit a really low point and was like, I can't do this. And as I was preparing for the final and just the time leading up to the final, I went to a professor's office to ask her about a very technical question because I was just like, can you help me understand this thing? And as she was explaining it, she could tell it was kind of like going in one ear out the other. And she was like, there's something else you came here for. Like, do you need do you need to talk about something? And I was like, yes. I was like, I don't feel prepared like for this class, but not just because of the technical work, but like my mental state isn't where it should be. And so she was so awesome and took the time to just kind of reassure me and build me up and say, you know, like, I've, I've seen you ask all the questions. I've seen you put in the work like you have got this. And like, you can do this. You deserve to be here. And honestly, a a big change for me, too, was just her confidence in me. But also I realized I had very much been relying on my own self. But I really was not even involving Jesus Christ in my academics at all. And that is such a big, important thing that I had to learn was that I can't do it all on my own. Like Emily doesn't have the ability of accounting that is needed to succeed. I was like, but like me partnered with Christ, I can. And so, again, I went through the same steps. I was like, okay, go to the TA hours, talk to professors, talk to people in the class, practice, practice, practice. But in addition, I was I was very much relying on my savior as well, saying, let's do this together. Like, it's not just like me giving it all and you saving me at the end. It was very much a partnership where as I was studying, I was like, okay, like Christ is with me. And it sounds really silly, but it's something that I strongly believe that he was there with me every step. And I was able to pull through with a good enough grade on the final that I passed the class with an actually okay grade. And I was like, wow. And again, it goes back to that imposter syndrome we're thinking about. Everyone else was struggling. So the curve was super high. But in my limited like perspective, I was like, oh no, everyone got a hundred but me. And so I think... Um, Going to back and tying into resiliency is just realizing that, you know, a past test score is just a sunk cost. Like, I couldn't change my past test scores, but I had control over what was coming in the future. And that was a huge lesson for me to learn is just really to focus on the ahead, to focus on Christ. And honestly, that's what got me through. And relying on relationships with others as well has been a really consistent theme in growing success out of failure for me. Aaron, what are some of your experiences? Just starting out, I have to say that I think I have a little bit of an advantage in this way because I'm 31. I'm not a traditional student. I I dropped out of college the first time I went to college. I've been fired from jobs in the past. And so I've experienced that. And so that's the number one thing I think is to to be resilient to failure. You have to experience failure and realize that it's okay. It's not the end of the world. Um, Just a few other tips. I think it's really important that when you are in the moment feeling like you're a failure or feeling like you experienced a failure, I mentioned an example of bombing a test. It's okay to be upset in the moment. It's okay to be angry at yourself or whatever else, but it's really important to accept that and then to move on uh, because you can only move on from whatever it was and to learn from your mistakes. Uh, Just a couple other things, I guess. Uh, I think it's really important to be open with your fellow students about your struggles, because I think in the junior core, you're surrounded by super intelligent people, super hardworking people, and you see all their successes, but you may not see their struggles. And so if you're able to be open, especially with your group, hey, I'm having a hard time with X, Y, Z, whatever it is, 
it makes it easier for other people because all of a sudden they don't feel like they're alone. They don't feel like they're the only ones that are struggling because I guarantee at one point or another in the junior core, academically or some, with something else, someone's going to struggle with something. Uh, and that's about it, I guess. And Sarah, what would you like to tell the junior core students about building resilience? I think I built resilience to failure by kind of redefining what failure was. At the beginning of the junior core, I defined failure as getting a B. <laughs> I, I was that student. And as the junior core went on, I realized, you know, I I lost my grandpa at the beginning of the first semester. And I went to his funeral like a couple weeks in while we were doing a big project. And I took the first exams. I still studied really hard despite what had gone on. And I think... I, I failed half of them and the other half that I didn't fail. And by fail, I mean like actually failed. Like I got an F. Like people who say like I failed and they got a C. Like, no, you didn't fail. Like I got an F. And then the other half that I didn't get an F in, I got a D. So like wasn't what I expected. And I learned that I had to work really hard. And instead of seeing that failure as like a failure and to kind of just like give up, I kept working hard. And my second semester, it was even worse because my best friend of 13 years passed away from complications due to cancer right at the beginning. And I like tanked those tests right after the funeral. And they were really bad, like grades that I knew I couldn't make up and eventually get into the master's program with. And I kind of thought of myself as a failure. But during that time, I just really relied on my savior and I relied on God And I built resilience to failure by just knowing that I was doing everything I could and that that in and of of itself isn't failure. Like if you're doing everything you can, you're not failing. You're, You're succeeding just in a different path than you intended. So while I failed to get the grades that I hoped, I succeeded in making it out of the junior core in one piece and having a stronger testimony. And I succeeded in going down the path that God had prepared for me. I had planned right when I got in the junior core, I was like, I'm going to get my master's. Maybe I'll do the JD Mac. Maybe I'll get my PhD. And I didn't get into the master's and I'm not going to do a JD Mac and I'm not going to get a PhD. And um, just because you don't get those things doesn't mean, you know, you're a failure. It just means that there's a different path for you. And that, you know, if you try your hardest and you don't get what you thought that you were supposed to do in life or what you wanted like just rely on God because he really has a path for you and it doesn't mean you'll never succeed again it doesn't mean like you're stupid (laughs) I thought it was stupid for a really long time and it, it doesn't mean that it just means that there is a different path for you and that God has a purpose for you and that he's just going to take you on a different journey to figure it out as our final question how do you feel you were accounted for while in the junior corps Even though we were all struggling and we all were in survival mode, I was held accountable to still, you know, reach out to people. And I wanted to. That's the cool thing about the cores. When you are all struggling together, as soon as you have a breakthrough and you find something out, you're so excited to tell somebody else. At least I was. And I was like, okay, this is something that I really had a hard time with. And I see, you know, my friend over here and he's struggling with exactly the same spot. And so I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm about to blow your mind. Here's how it goes. And then also just being able to be in a f- like okay mood or be able to come back and bounce back if you're having a really hard day and someone else is getting it, but you're not, you're still held accountable for how you interact with that person. And really they are who you should leverage in order to get to where they are. So I'd say I was held accountable for my relationships with others and still being kind, even though we're all stressed out. 
Um, another thing that was really cool that I learned through the court was work-life balance. And I would strongly encourage all of you listening to this to really like take seriously a look at your life and say, what do I want you know, my future career to look like when I have busy season or when I'm in a like really long hours job, you are still in control of what your work-life balance looks like. And so when this intense season of the junior core and being at the Tanner building late, I still made a commitment at the beginning of the semester before I started. I was like, but I will still have a social life because that's important to me. And I will still make time to have time for my spirituality, you know, and go to the temple like every so often or just be able to like show up to my FHE. Again, these are my priorities. And that was my work life balance. And so I was held accountable for just determining what that is and then committing to myself as well as the program was really important. I think the first thing that comes to mind for me when I was thinking about this question was just, I mean, the obvious. I mean, there's grades, tests. That's a way to measure your value academically, right? But I think the more important answer relates to who you are as a person. Uh, in the accounting junior core, the professors, I mean, we have you have name tags that you'll set out on your desk. Uh, the professors really don't need those name tags after a week or two. They know every single student by name. They know who you are. And they want to know what's going on in your life. They want to know your successes in your personal life. So if you're getting married, they want to know about that if you're having a kid. And academically, they want to know how you're doing. They want to hear about, hey, did you get an internship? Or are you interviewing for internships? But they also want to hear about when you're struggling because they really want to be there to be to support you. I think that's the biggest way that, that the, the junior core or how I've been accounted for. I feel like I received, I feel like I was accounted for pretty well. I received a lot of help from the people around me. I had, I still had people in my groups and I had professors who were reaching out to me. And after I got the terrible grades my second semester after my best friend died on the first, you know, those first round of tests, each of my professors reached out to me. That's when you, that, that's how I knew I got really bad grades. But each of the professors reached out to me and just had this complete understanding and weren't, you know, like disappointed. They just were there to help. And they really were. I, I went to the professors a lot. Um, and honestly, all of the professors are willing to, to spend time with you to help you improve your grades. And so I, I always felt like I had these lifelines of people that were willing to help me. So I, in the end, I felt really accounted for um, just because I knew that I always had help. Thank you to Emily, Aaron, and Sarah for their willingness to share their experiences. I remember my second financial exam of fall semester very vividly. I studied so well for this exam, knew everything like the back of my hand. I even raced members in my group on who could do construction problems the fastest. <laughs> I felt so prepared, went into that test, felt like I nailed it, hit submit, and boom, 65%. I recalculated that percentage so many times. I just couldn't believe it. And I'm not going to lie, it took me out for the rest of the night, but I spent a lot of time over the next several days thinking about what on earth could have happened. As I reflected, I personally felt like I needed to refocus my priorities. I did learn a lot, and I know I knew how to do construction accounting, but that wasn't the point. I realized that I wasn't, at that time, prioritizing the gospel. My biggest takeaway from this experience is that no matter how well I knew the material, and I did know it really well, I could not do it alone. I needed to put the Lord first. Because with how hard I worked on my own, I still pulled only a 65%. 
The lesson I needed to learn or relearn may be a better word is my constant reliance on my savior. So despite how shocked I was at my test score, it caused me to think and reevaluate. In other words, my experience helped me to build resilience. And so this was just my account and Emily and Aaron and Sarah shared theirs as well. But with whatever experiences you have had lately, you can also learn how to build resilience. It's sometimes a tough lesson to learn, but it is of so much value. And now is the perfect time to practice and to learn that skill. So as always, your School of Accountancy family wishes you the best as you go about this week. Be sure to tune in next time. And as you go about your junior core experience, just know that you are accounted for. That's all for now. Mm -hmm. Accounted for. Mm -hmm. Accounted For is directed and hosted by Hannah Biesinger, music by Shemay and Cassie Budd, engineered and edited by Josh Bauer. This is a reminder that this podcast and what is said on it is in no way an official position or declaration of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, Brigham Young University, or the School of Accountancy.